Hello everybody, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are from. This is Chioma Talks, a podcast where I talk about random things, life things, and of course, African fashion. Hello everybody, this is Chimu Talks coming in from Lagos, Nigeria. Yes, your homegirl is in Niger. So today's topic, I wanted to talk to you all about working with Nigerian tailors, seamstresses, creatives, Nigerian business people, just to give a little bit of my perspective on this space. So before I get into it, I want to give you guys some context. First of all, I am loving Nigeria. Yes, they have some management problems, and yes, there are issues, but there are issues all over um, the world. So a lot of times, especially in America, but even Nigerians are guilty of this. People have said Nigerians are unreliable, especially if we... Let me... um, condense it to the realm of seamstress tailoring people will say oh nigerians they don't know how to sew very well every time you sew you always have to get alterations they never fit it's always cheap the finishing is not neat and this is stuff that i've been hearing from nigerians in america and nigerians in nigeria I have not heard one person of non-Nigerian descent say this to me. So there's obviously dissatisfaction with the tailoring. And to be honest, before going into my business, again, I fell in love with the colors. I fell in love with the print. And I'm Nigerian, so I am used to Nigerian clothing. However, when it came to Chimu and showcasing the beauty of Africa, at a global scale when I or eventually a global scale when I was looking for vendors to be honest I was really really scared right I was really really scared of the vendors because I have seen um, very bad work I've been used to you know, going to the tailor, having my measurements, wearing the clothes, and then we have to get alterations. And this was in America, like Nigerians in America making this, and I would still have to go to alterations. And this was one of the reasons why my mom, who, you know, was one of the main reasons I started Chimu, did not like African clothing. Um, now she likes African clothing and she likes the prints. That was, I later found out the prints, the fashion was not the issue. The issue was the artistry, was the tailoring, the fit. That's what my mom had an issue with. And Chimu was trying to bridge the gap. So when I first went into business, um, I was like looking for good seamstresses and you know, when you're in America and you're working from people overseas, it is very hard to do quality control just because you can't just, you know, hop in a plane and go fly over there to see what people are doing. Right. I mean, I was lucky because, you know, most of my family is in Nigeria. So if anything, I could tell them to look. But still, as a student and then doing all these different things, it is very hard. 
but yeah i just wanted to go into the space of fashion industry from my perspective and also tell you a story of how my the first person i've worked with burnt me really badly so stay tuned for that hello guys and we are back so um first of all when i started like as i was saying in the previous segment people have this perception especially nigerian people because all the negative things i was hearing about nigerian seamstressing and tailoring were from nigerians again i have not heard it from a non-nigerian at least not to my face and i've also experienced some of those inconsistencies like you know zippers breaking the fit not being right even though i gave them custom made you know i've dealt with all of that so before getting into it i just wanted to share like a quick antidote of my story so again getting in this business i fell in love with the prints and the fashion that i kind of went into this business um naked in the sense that my quality control wasn't very good i was at beck and call of the designer right and sometimes when you're overseas you just have to trust people but when you're trying to build a brand and when you're trying to show african fashion to americans or people living in america your sewing has to be on par it can't be so so especially when there are cheaper alternatives that look well made or that are well made so my story the first time i started this business i was working with this Nigerian seamstress who will not be named because you know I'm not trying to expose her right now you know just giving her a chance to come to me and to apologize so I'm going to give her that benefit of the doubt but I was working with the seamstress you know she had an Instagram page I saw her videos her clothes looked very nice and when we were talking you know she answered my email uh she answered my help wanted ad she was the first one who answered and i looked at her work and i thought you know let's let me go with her let me try it out let's see so you know i gave her money for the materials her how much her work and it wasn't so much money what would really take up money is the shipping so i was like really confident i'm like okay cool she's going to make the clothes i am going to have people trying on anything that goes wrong i can reiterate um whatever right so fast forward a year yes you heard that right a year later the clothes are not here and I'm in constant contact so I'm asking her what's going on especially since Bella Nija and I forgot this other outlet I was seeing her there at the Nigerian student week fashion show I was seeing her on the green carpet like I know people can be fake and I understand that people can lie but I'm like, when other news outlets are showcasing your work, you walking, I'm going to take that as fact. Because it's not like Bella and I just going to be like, let me collaborate with this random person to dupe Chioma. No. So I thought something was odd. I'm like, I am seeing her on the news. I'm like seeing her. She's moving. This is not picture. This is video. So I was trying to understand. And she wasn't returning any of my calls nothing and then so my cousin went to her shop to get the clothes to see what was going on and it the clothes looked terrible like don't get me wrong the fabrics look nice but it's just like the fabric she got was very cheap 
it would wash very easily but that wasn't my issue because to be honest that was on me I didn't tell her what type of fabrics I just said Ankara so that was on me but what really hurt me was when I was looking at the tailoring the tailoring was not neat at all I'm like I could have sewed this was it was not neat at all the skirts didn't have any type of lining and I told her to line it and I even paid money for that the skirt edges undone the circle tops looked inside out I'm just like I can't I can't sell this in good faith like if I'm gonna sell these I'm selling it for $20 max right because these are all handmade but I'm like $20 max I'm like I can't I can't sell this right and I was contacting her confronting her saying what is this I don't understand please explain to me then she was trying to explain she's like oh I'm sorry I forgot to um tailor that part um you told me Ankara fabric that's what I got so I'm like okay fine that was on me so then I asked her, where's the rest of my clothes? And then she was saying, oh, I'm sorry. The rest of your clothes is coming. I used some of the money to buy more fabric to make you more dresses, blah, blah. There's all these excuses. And then before you know what, she disappeared. Her Instagram was deleted. I went on Bella Nigel, went on those outlets that she was featured on, and they would tag people. I, they tagged her, I clicked on it, gone. So I knew she deleted her Instagram. It wasn't like she was blocking me. And then, before you know it, I found her new Instagram account. This is the Instagram. Instagram, anyone who's ahead of Instagram, you the real one for this. Because Instagram actually suggested that I followed her new account. So I followed her. I'm looking at her pictures. And she's doing the same stuff, saying, I can make this, I can do this. Meanwhile, it's been two years now. My clothes are still not here. So I actually contacted her after these two years, still giving her benefit of the doubt. I did not drag her on social media. I said, hey, I realized um, that my clothes are not done. Please talk to me or else I will pursue legal action. And if you do not talk to me, I will... I will spread your name all over social media telling people not to patronize you because, guys, I have the receipts and I don't want anybody to be duped by her because if they're duped by her, they will not work with Nigerians again. And there's so many Nigerian creatives that are good, honest people, and I don't want their work to be sullied by her. So she messaged me back. She's like, sorry, blah, blah, blah. My mom was ill, blah, blah, blah. What's your number? So I told her, no, 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 give me your number, I'll contact you. So she's giving me her number, and I'll contact her, fine. But all in all, that's the story of how I got burned, and this story is still being written. It has not ended yet. But the reason why I wanted to share with you guys that story was, because again, this was my first experience working with a Nigerian tailor by myself. You know, I wasn't getting something made for me. It was something for my customers. And this was my first time, and I got burned like that. And, what, you know, when my parents found out, my family found out, they were saying, you have to be careful working overseas. See, this is why I don't work with Nigerians. Again, all these people that said this were Nigerians themselves, even people living in Nigeria saying the same thing. And, you know, they're, and, you know pe- they were kind of laughing at me, saying, oh, look at this girl. Why, why did she do this? Blah, blah, blah. However... 
that didn't make me stop. I still work with Nigerians. Um, if you look at my Instagram page, I have a picture of one of my of one of the designs. That's from Dumzy Clothing. She is in she is in Lagos, Nigeria. I am collaborating with Wanda Clothing. She's in Nigeria. Three hundred and sixty um, Creative Hub. She's in Nigeria. And I've also worked with people from Zambia, people from Ghana, who make good quality work. So it's not like Africans cannot make work. But I wanted to tell you guys the story because what really hurt me with that girl wasn't the money. To be honest, the money that I gave her is not much, if I'm going to be honest. It really isn't much. But what hurt me was she had such short-term thinking. Like, to me, it was like, she's like, let me take this small amount of money and run with it. Whereas if she was being honest, if she did good, honest work... She would have gotten more money in the future. Because you guys know me. I'll run my mouth. If you make something nice for me, make something nice for my customers. When a customer comes to me and want a custom order, I will go to you first. There are these people that I'm working with in Ghana. They're called Adepa Adepa Clothing. And everything you buy from them, a percentage of their proceeds go to charity. So it's a good cause. They made my now bestseller Kente Bomber jackets, which are coming soon. Um, So they made it. And a customer came up to me just randomly, y'all. Like, I didn't didn't even talk to this person. Just randomly saw a picture on Instagram. Messaged me saying, hey, can you do this custom-made romper? I want it by this date. Is it possible? All that stuff. And you know who was the first person I contacted? I contacted them because I know they make good stuff. And the amount of money that the person is paying me, right, is going straight to them. Because my thing is, I only make a small percentage, right? Because I want most of the money to go to the creatives. So I'm over here, like, the money that, they're, that they had with me, right, is more than I paid the first seamstress that I made. And that's what hurt me. That's short-term thinking. If she had stayed, she could have gone to fashion shows. She, I mean, she could have had her stuff in fashion shows. I could have referred her to my American clients, my Indian clients. I could have referred her... But no, she wanted to take the money and run. And that's the mentality of a lot of people. And I was telling people this is not right. You can't just take $100 and run with it when you have the potential to be making $10,000. But anyway, um, in the next segment, I am going to talk about the lovely 360 Creative Hub. I hope I said their name right. 360 Creative Hub, which is a co-working space that provides electricity, provides sewing machines, cutting, like, you know, they do it all. They do fashion illustration, they do e-commerce, they do, they sew, they do custom made, they hand make their stuff, they do ready to wear, they do it all. And I'm going to dedicate a segment to talking about these people. So stay tuned. Hello, everybody. So I'm going to continue and talk about the 360 Creative Hub, which is a co-working, co-sewing space right here in Nigeria. So basically what this space does is 
um, it provides electricity, it provides the machines, and designers can come in, they rent the space each day or however many days they want it. They rent the space and they do their thing. And not only is the space there to provide, you know, electricity, machines for designers, but it's also there as a co-working space so designers can teach other designers. So if someone is struggling with, you know, their finishing, a designer who's very good at finishing can teach that designer how to do well. Um, so it's a really it's a really nice space. It's really good, and the CEO and founder of that is Miss Blessing. Um, if you guys see on my Instagram channel, I have posted about her sometimes, how we've done fabric hunting, all that jazz. And since I'm in Nigeria, I had the pleasure of visiting her in person, and actually going to the hub to meet the designers, to see how they work, and to also see the clothes. And y'all, when I said I was blown away, I really was blown away. So Blessing's mission with this hub is to help um, Nigerians and specifically showcase their designs on a global scale and showcase it with quality, showing the world that Nigerians can make good stuff, not shoddy work. And when I went there to the hub, you know, I was talking with Blessing. Again, she's a very, she's a very nice person, like one of the kindest persons I've ever worked with. And when you talk with her, she reassures you. Like one, she knows her stuff. She really knows her stuff. She's, she's someone who thinks long-term, right? She knows herself. She is not there for the money to take and run. She really wants to help people. And that's very reassuring because sometimes with Nigerians, I get kind of scared because from my past experiences, whether it's doing business or just family or whatever, or church, they would always think short term and be like, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? I'm not saying people should do stuff for free, but it was more of, I will, um, you have to help me first before I help you instead of this collaborative effort. So she was like very reassuring, you know, talking about the future of Nigeria, especially in the realm of fashion. So y'all, I went to the hub. The hub was nice. There were people cutting, there were people sewing. Um, it was very nice, very neat. They had different levels. Um, they had electricity. It, it was nice. They had people for e-commerce. They had fashion, illustration people. They had the whole nine yards. But even then, again, I trust her. But even then, I'm like, let me see the clothes. So I saw the clothes, some of the things that some of them made. And when I told you the finishing looked fantastic, my goodness, I like looked at it and I'm like, this doesn't look like it's handmade. This looks like I bought it at Macy's. Like, I'm, I'm so mad at myself that I didn't take a picture because that finishing was very well done, right? It was very well done. It was nicely lined. It looked, not only did it look good, it felt good. The material wasn't cheap. And not only was the sewing very well done, the people who are there, at least the people that I've met and I've talked to, they know what they're doing. They they really do. So again, um, I am collaborating with Wanda. Is it Wanda or Wanda Clothings? So she makes premium ready 
ready to wear clothes and her clothes are phenomenal so i was talking discussing her with one of my designs and y'all when i said she was so helpful with my design she was so helpful so of course i had a sketch and i had a picture of something similar that i wanted but wanda would help me like go through the details she would be like okay where do you want this to be where are the measurements how do you want the back to be a lot of the seamstresses that I've worked with in the past have never asked me how the back will be. So I was like, oh, um, I don't know. So she would give me suggestions, color suggestions, pattern suggestions, telling me what would look good, what, would look not, what won't look good. But even though she was giving me all these suggestions and helping me, I could tell that she wasn't trying to pigeonhole me to her idea. You know, so it was more of a collaborative effort. And she knows how to draw. Like, I, I saw the drawings of my designs when she did it. I'm like, I should have I went to her first. Like, why was I over here struggling? She was really good. And this other guy, I don't know why I'm forgetting his name now. He was also um, very good. He was looking at my men's shirt, which is going to be kind of eccentric in a sense. And my idea was have two different prints, like prints, two different prints, two different shoulder lengths, all of that. And the guy was looking at it. He was like asking me questions and he was like, he kind of avoids working with two prints because if you don't get those two prints right, it might look tacky, right? So it will look tacky. And I didn't really think about that because I'm like, ah, he does make a good point. Prints of two kinds is kind of hard. So he suggested like a solid color and then a print, which I think would look even better. And he again, he said the same thing as Wanda. He's like, how do you like how do you want the bag? He was looking at my measurements, seeing if it made sense. He even measured himself um, to see if my measurements made sense. And while he gave me suggestions on what to do, I could tell he wasn't trying to pigeonhole me to his design. He was just trying to help me out. And I really appreciated that. And when he recommended fabrics, again, they also know their fabrics. When they recommended me fabrics, they're like, um, you can do Daviva. Daviva is a bit more pricey, but they're also very exclusive. They don't like real Daviva, not fake Daviva that they sell, but real Daviva. He was like, real Daviva, they're exclusive. They only make like, if they only make like 800 prints in the world, when that last one sells out, it's gone. It's not coming back. Right, so I learned something new from both of them, and I'm collaborating with the both of them. And it's it's really nice to see people not only give you suggestions, but also let you have your creative work. And again, like I said, their finishings were beautiful. So I was really impressed with what I saw because the narrative that I've been fed and that I'm still being fed even in 2018 about Nigerian seamstresses is they're not no matter how much you pay them so even if you pay them small or if you pay them big it's still the same it like the whole they don't know how to make good things their finishing looks bad oh it's not good quality you wear it 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 looks terrible like the fitting is terrible you have to get alterations they um you know all i'm still being fed that even now and these people completely blew 
that perception out the water right and I'm, i've been telling everybody about this hub space telling people to come go see for yourself don't take my word for it go see for yourself like it it was amazing and when i was looking at all this i was happy but i also felt kind of bad because all these things that people have been feeding me about nigerian seamstresses to an extent i believed it because i have encountered it now don't get me wrong i have worked with nigerian seamstresses like dumsy clothing dumsy she's very good at what she does she has great styles right and she has designed the african black dress which was actually also one of my best sellers so dumsy she knows how to make good stuff and she's in nigeria she is right here right so even though i was working with dumsy and i know she was a nigerian creative i was still fearful of other nigerians because i've heard good nigerian seamstresses are hard to find you know you might find a good one but their prices may not make sense or you know all that all that talk and so I'm over here thinking, okay, for Nigerians, Dumsy is good, but what about the other person? And here at this creative space, I am seeing like a whole team of people who make good stuff. There's this one guy, I didn't catch his name. He hand makes purses. He hand makes bags. So I came over, I looked at his bag. I really thought he bought it. Again, I trust Blessing, so Blessing said he made it, so I trust her, because I know she wouldn't lie to me like that. But, y'all, I really thought he bought it. When I looked at the out the outside, it looked so well done. But I'm like, let me look at the inside. The inside was even better. Oh, my God. It was so well done. And it looked exactly like my purse. Now, the purse that I have, I forgot the brand name, but it was a brand name purse. And I'm just putting them side to side. And I'm like, ah. I'm like, if one of these brand names don't hire him, <laughs> I swear. Tahari, Brahmin, somebody hire him. It was so well made. I felt it, it was so good, y'all. I'm telling you, 360 Creative Hub. If y'all want to get any African fashion, you want to get any custom work, go to them. I recommend it. Now, if you want to use me as a channel to reach them, I can do that for you. But, man, I'm, I'm telling people, go to them. Their clothes, phenomenal. Their seamstresses, phenomenal. Not only will they do what you, will they work with you, but they'll give you suggestions that you never thought of like honestly it's really really they're really really good and i cannot praise them enough and i am so glad that i visited them because it puts my mind at ease knowing that there is more a lot more nigerian seamstresses that are good now i tell people nigerian seamstresses are good you just have to find them and i and i believe that because you know i still work with people in nigeria it's not like that one bad incident scared me off but at the same time i was over here with doubts and fears just because of you know years and years of socialization of what nigerians can do and visiting that hub has made me put my mind at ease so again i'm gonna recommend again i'm gonna say 360 
creative hub, y'all. You have to go. If you're in Nigeria, you're in within the Lagos area, or sorry, Soroleri. I'm probably saying it wrong. If you're within that area, I implore you to visit them. Again, like I said, don't take my word for it. Go and see it yourself. But yeah, but now that I have finished praising 360 Creative Hub, again, located in Suruleri, Nigeria, if I'm saying that right. Again, uh, if you guys follow me at Chimu Fashion, that is C-H-I-M-U underscore fashion, you will see I've posted stuff about them and you can see where they're located. Send them a DM, send them your request, show them some love. So, um, now that I finished praising them, because again, guys, they're doing something really good, and I'm going to give them, like, five to ten years, they're going to be, it's going to be, they're already phenomenal, but now, five to ten years, they'll definitely be more known, because I don't know how people don't know about them, I really don't, but, but anyway, they are a startup, so, for startups, it does take time, so now that we're speaking, I will speak about some of the difficulties that I've had working. Now, this is not native to Nigerians. This is just in general. So some challenges that I've had showcasing not only the beauty of Africa, but the quality of Africa to the United States. So the United States, um, when they do online shopping, people in America want their clothes to look nice they want their clothes to be sewed well even if the material is cheap because you know you get what you pay for but even if the material is cheap have that material be so cheap that if you look at it it rips it doesn't matter what people look at is how well it is sewed how does it fit someone would like to be honest i would rather buy a $5 cheap dress that fits me than a $50 to $60 dress that has improper fitting. One, it saves me money. Well, it doesn't save me money, but it's cheaper. And two, the cheap dress fits me, which is important, right? So a lot of the challenges that I've had um, showcasing the beauty of Africa is quality. So I am not here to bash people from Africa saying they don't have good quality, but it's just sometimes the quality is different, right? Um, again, this is not about the people, all the people that I worked with, because the people that I worked with, they have good quality stuff. But in the past, I have dealt with sticker. So number one, sticker residue. So for any of you who work with African fabrics, you know that when you buy the fabric, usually they will have a big old sticker that's on the fabric. And not only is taking off that sticker, hell, right? It like really sticks onto the fabric. Not only is that sticker hell to remove, but once you remove it, if you don't remove it carefully, it leaves that sticker residue. And that sticker residue makes the clothes look dirty. It does, even if the clothes is brand new, has not been worn, it makes the sticker makes it look dirty, and you can't sell that. 
And I remember in the past, I had this issue with two of my collaborators. They didn't do it again after I brought it up. But um, I saw the sticker residue and I and I asked, I'm like, there is sticker residue on this. They're like, oh, we're sorry. You know, it comes from the sticker. And I told them, I understand, but I can't sell this. Right? Like, people do not want to buy clothes that have sticker residue on them. Again, the sticker residue was like maybe inside and not as noticeable maybe, but not when it's outside. It makes it look dirty. And and I and I told them this. I'm like either to remove the sticker well or cut around this, but like I told them I couldn't sell it. Thankfully, the clothes that had the sticker residue were just for me. So, it wasn't an issue. But it was just like, I just couldn't believe it. And when I was talking to people about it, they're like, yeah, it's common for there to be sticker residue. And to them, it was common. But to me and to many Americans, they don't want to buy stuff with sticker residue. Especially when it it looks dirty, y'all. So that was like one issue that I've had. Another issue is fitting. And when I mean fitting, I'm not talking about how, you know, Americans are bigger than their African counterparts. No, I mean, if you give people a sizing chart, people look at the sizing chart and pick accordingly. The issue with fitting, I don't even know how to explain this issue. But it's like people would make two mediums. But one medium will fit like a large and another medium will fit like a small, which was an issue I ran into again. Um, Thankfully, that outfit um, was only one outfit. But um, one of my models at one of my fashion shows was trying on the clothes. And I said, oh, that's a medium. It may not fit because last time they tried on a medium with that with a, a medium jacket of mine. And it didn't fit them because it was too tight. So I'm like, yes, a large would be better. But then they tried on a different medium jacket. Again, this was the same. This was the same style of jacket. And it fit them perfectly. And that was an issue because I'm like, I can't have this medium fitting like a medium. But the other medium that's right next to it fitting like a large when they're the same exact like they're they're from the same batch I'm like you can't you can't do that people like consistency so that was an issue was like like fit like fitting problems um especially with the sleeves right sometimes the biceps would be too small for people or it just wouldn't fit right And again, this is a problem that I have suffered myself too when I get stuff custom made. Like, you know, they would take my measurements on the spot and they would finish my clothes and they would still have to make adjustments. And when I'm talking adjustments, I'm not talking about, oh, we have to open up the bust a little or we have to hem this or, you know, maybe the person gained weight. So we have to No, I'm talking about I'm talking about the shoulders or too small. How, how do you shrink in sh- shoulder size? How does that work? 
right so it was so stuff like that i've had issues with and you know again quality control is hard when you're you know when you're not in the same country right so that was just another issue that i have and i was just like it can't it can't be it can't be done and another thing it wasn't really an issue it was just something that was different when it came to the sizes I know some of them, like, when they write sizes, they just write it in pen. And I'm like, ah, do I have to put hang tags on them? I don't know, y'all. But anyway, so those were some of the issues that I've had with seamstresses in general. Um, However, working together, we have over, we have overcome those problems. So the fittings have been much better. The um the sticker residue is not being left on and the finishings are definitely getting better. Oh, before I forget, zippers. I don't know if the zipper industry is trying to sabotage Africans, but for some reason zippers or how the zipper is sewn, the zipper will always get stuck on the dress. The zipper will not be working. It's always something with the zipper. And this has been an issue in one of my outfits as well. Is one time I was trying to zip up something and it kept getting stuck on the fabric. And again, I understand this is handmade. There'll be irregularities, but like people have to be careful on that because people don't want to always struggle with their zipper. But yeah, those are just like some of the things that I've struggled with. But you know, I've there I've overcome people learn people adapt but um I was actually talking about this with blessing but you know we were talking about Nigeria the state of Africa where will it be in five to ten years short term versus long term thinking and we were talking about you know the zippers and the stickers and it's not necessarily that people who do that they don't know what they're doing it's just that how they've been trained is different so when I came to Nigeria to learn how to tailor, right? I only came for three months just to learn a little bit. I didn't learn a lot because, you know, it's only three months. You you can only do so much in three months. But I came to tailor, um, to learn how to tailor, and I would watch how the seamstresses would do their work. And, again, on the outside, the work would look good, but on the inside, they wouldn't finish the rough edges, Right, so the edges were just, like, rough, right, easy to tangle, easy to unravel. They wouldn't, if there was sticker residue, they would leave the sticker residue on their zippers. They would try the zippers to make sure that they open and close, but sometimes how they sewed the zippers, it would, like, they would sew it so close to the clothes that sometimes when the customer would come, the zipper wouldn't work, even though the people even though the people who made the outfit tested out the zippers um the improper fittings it it was just a mess so it was just a difference in training and one of my friends that actually came with me to the hub and again she loved the hub she said where she grew up people when it comes to finishings people don't really value it as much so she's also a seamstress 
And she says she wants to perfect her craft. She keeps practicing, which is good. And I'm glad that she said that. And when I looked at her sewing, her sewing is actually not bad. It's just that in the inside, the finishing is not as neat. And, you know, she says that and she knows that she's working hard on that. But she's like, if I had stayed where I was growing up, people would be like, this is perfect. So it's just a different in standards. But yeah overall i just want to say nigerians africans they can make good things they really can again 360 creative hub is a prime example dumsy clothing is a prime example in just nigeria i'm not even talking about betty from zambia with the Sandrina skirts adepa clothing in ghana all that good stuff so yeah y'all i just wanted to share my story share some of my struggles but there's hope because people in nigeria know how to make good things they just need their chance to showcase their stuff and for all of you naysayers saying nigerians can't do this nigerians can't do that if you find if that's how you what you believe help them find the training or if you find a good nigerian seamstress a good nigerian tailor do not keep it secret because that's what some of y'all be doing you'll find something good and then you don't want to share stop doing that all right y'all i am going to log off and i hope you guys have a wonderful day bye